Gracious Father, we thank you for this venue tonight. We thank you for the souls who have come out. Come out, And uh, Lord, some of them are here for credit. Lord, give them credit. Uh, but Father, more than a message, more than a fulfilling of righteousness, help us to get something at his time. So be with the foolishness of the speaker through the medium of preaching. And we ask for a blessing only that the Holy Spirit can give. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says in chapter 3, verse 27, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male or female and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. I want to thank the, the elders of this church, which I think there's only one elder, technically uh, Jacob, uh, but all the other pseudo-elders and people who think you're leaders here, uh, Pastor Kurt and Pastor Kim on the other side of the world, uh, for coming. I will be presenting this week on a series of messages that are not really sermons. Okay, um, and I presented them at Kohada Springs. Anyone know where Kohada Springs is? And so this is the same exact material. So if you're like, oh man, this is the same. Duh, you, that's, I'm giving you the, the thing here. And um, some of this stuff has been weighing upon me very, very heavily. Um, it started when I was a... It started when I was a pastor of a Korean church. Uh, oh. Okay, she's offended because she's like, I don't understand. Um, so tonight is not a show. Is that okay with you? Okay, I mean, very stereotypical Asians don't, don't respond back. Um, <laughs> This is not a more. It's kind of thoughts, and it's it's formulated my mind. And I've pastored a Korean Korean church. I was a pastor of the Battle Creek Korean Church, Tamik Moksa, and I was there for. Uh, it was very difficult for me. I was born here in America, New York. Amen. American born, ABKs. Okay. All right, and um, then I pastored an American church, and I say American is international. Detroit downtown, we had about 350 members. Uh, ben Carson's mom was one of our members, and then she transferred out because she did. And, um, and then I was uh, involved in campus ministries for, for many years, still am. In current, my position, I'm working for the General Conference. I represent the World Church in going out to different areas. I'm an editor for the Young Adult uh, Collegiate Quarterly, and we're doing, we're, we're doing away with CQ. I don't know if you guys know of CQ. Uh, it's called the Collegiate Quarterly. We're doing away with it. We're having a new thing altogether. We have a new TV show on Hope Channel, and we have a Korean guy. That's me. And then we have a black dude, two white people, a Hispanic dude, and uh, we try to get all the colors of the rainbow uh, in there. <laughs> and so far, the Lord has blessed. Uh, but I feel a certain burden for the Korean-American community. And so I'm, I'm saying that as a disclaimer, if that's okay. Now, this is a Korean church, so I feel comfortable that, that I can say that. Now, if you're not Korean or of some Korean derivative, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. And I'm not trying to stare at you guys now. I, I'm trying to avoid them. <laughs> but but uh, your input or your feedback is just as welcome. But these are things that apply to the Korean immigrant subgroup, but there are principles that really apply to every cultural group out there. I was also a pastor of a Romanian group. You know Romanians, yes? They're from Romania, yeah? And um, I don't know about your experience, but my experience is, is, is growing up in a Korean church. Um, I've had elders fight in my parking lot, fist fight, uh, uh, cops had to be called. Uh, churches had split, and Korean churches uh, evangelistically grow through church fighting. Yeah, it's biblical, yes? Paul fought. Uh, with uh, John Mark and two groups came out and that's that's the Korean way and growing up I was very embarrassed about being a Korean I was oh Korean and 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 I thought growing up I thought all Sabbath keepers were Korean 
Then I met a Sunday Sabbath, a Sunday uh, Korean. I'm like, <gasps> you're Korean and you're keeping the wrong day. And then I saw a non-Korean Sabbath keeper. I'm like, why are you keeping our day? It was, we are very myopic as a Korean American. I mean, that's not just, that's not um, calling out Koreans. That's really any ethnic group. Is that a fair thing to say? Amen? <laughs> you're just the standard Korean, like, uh... <laughs> Okay, it is okay to respond. Amen? amen? Okay, if you feel comfortable with nah, or amen, or amen, whatever you want to do, you're fine with that. So, um, in, in different fields, I've been in, and I had this burden to, 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 to share these messages, and I did it at Kohada. Some of you were there. Some of you were blessed. I was like, Lord, if it's your will, open it up for another opportunity. And then Eli, elder, elder pseudo-elder Eli, said, uh, hey, come and speak at... at um, what church is this? Oh, College Collegedale. <laughs> Collegedale. And we're here. Okay, my wife is putting the kids to bed, so, so we're here. And uh, I just want to say, like, this isn't a very, it's not a very um, smooth message. It's not a sermon prop. Is that okay? Okay, it's just a, it's just an informal talk. And I'm, I want to put that out there. And I want to talk from Korean to Korean. Okay? I've lived in Korea for one year, uh, did missionary work. My wife is Korean, Korean, Korean. Made in Korea. I'm made in America. And there are some cultural juxtapositions between Korean Korean and Korean American. Even though I think I'm Korean American and I'm, I was born in New York, I love American history, I'm all about the judicial uh, system of America, I'm, I'm all about, you know, you know, stand up in America, you know, all that stuff. I'm into that. I'm very much into that. But just as much, I view very strongly that we should embrace our Korean culture not for the culture's sake, but for Christ. Now, some of you are like, I don't know what that means. I, I think amen. I don't know what really What? Okay. I was very, very, I had dinner with some friends uh, this tonight, and very, very anti-Korean school. Okay, I was anti- Yeah, amen, brother. I mean, it's, the trauma is on your face, you know, the... It's horrible, horrible, horrible. And my burden is, um, after representing the World Church, the General Conference, my plea to you is this. The Adventist Church, by sociologists, have been known to be a revolving church. What that means is, we come to the Adventist Church as poor people, but we leave the Adventist Church as rich people. I mean, like, what does that mean? Sociologically, all we're trying to do as a people is get into Adventist schools, get to Loma Linda, get a medical degree, become rich, and we leave the church. Do you understand? That is a pattern in North America where the world church, 62.55% of young adults are leaving the church. And they just use the church infrastructure to get affluence. Is that compatible to the Korean immigrant worldview? Where our parents, whether it's Korea, Japan, or Madagascar, wherever it is, you leave your mother country, and you come to a new country, and the one thing that you want to do in America is <laughs> My kids must be successful. And then I'm going to go back to Korea, and be like, dude, my son, and my, I don't know, a southern accent. Uh, my son and my daughter is a dental lawyer, um, whatever, 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 you fill in the blank. Does that make sense? That is the glory story of the Korean Adventist immigrant. And so here we're stuck. So you go to church, and church is like, Jesus, 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 Bible, 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 Bible. But you go home and, you're like, I want to be a medical missionary and take the gospel to the ends of the world. No, Anyway, this is all on the PowerPoint. This is the point of this weekend's message. Amen? Okay, first slide. Uh, we don't have a clicker. It doesn't work, so we're going to do the old-fashioned way of manual slave labor. Um, there's an there's a artist named Yang Liu. She is a Chinese artist, and she lived in Germany. And she saw this juxtaposition between the Eastern world 
and the Western world. Now, let me just put as a caveat, some of you who are the generations, you're born in the 70s, maybe early 80s, definitely for the 60s. You come to America and you came during a time period where there were not that many Koreans. So usually, sociologically, you don't speak Korean very well. You understand it perfectly. You can, you can hang, but you really don't, you don't, you can't communicate in it. And the identity is, I am an American. The problem is this. The most American-thinking immigrant second-generation people, as they grow older in, and in being, become in church leadership, they act exactly like the adult generation. This is not an Adventist thing. This is all throughout immigrant churches in North America, whether it's Japanese, Presbyterian, Japanese, or Presbyterian, <laughs> Japanese Romanian, Presbyterian, Methodist, or whatever denomination. This is, this is, a, this is a, a sociological observation that we have plenty of da- data on. So here, I'm just using this as an as a imagery. So she says, like, man, the West is so different from the East. And so as you see this, I want use it as a, as a litmus test on how Asian or how Western you think you are. Okay. For, for those of you who have the smaller eyes. So in the West, you have people who think, I'm an individual. It's just me. Whereas in the East, it's all about the what? The corporate body. Yeah. So automatically, automatically, and then this is weird. When my wife told me this, when I listen to a sermon, I'm like, all right, I am listening to the sermon. God is going to speak to me. I'm going to get something out of it. But when Koreans listen, no, we are together. Our community is, 안녕하세요, 안녕하세요, oh, 안녕하세요. And we sit together, and we need to eat together, right? Koreans always have to eat. And then we say goodbye, bye, 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 bye. And that is the communal form of worship, whereas the Westerners, we come. I'm, coming, I'm here to see God. I don't want to talk to you. I'm here. Amen, 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 amen. And then you leave. It's an individualistic experience. Next slide. Uh, this is some of us funny. When, when Americans or Westerners, I'll use Westerners, get in line, they get in line. When Asians get in line, they just do that. Now, you're laughing because you know it's true. Yes? Now, this happened to me in Korea. I was out line, and his grandmother, like, just wedged her way before. I'm like, you're, you're cutting. The system is not functioning. She's like, I'm old. You're young. Get out of my face. And she went to the front. Okay, next slide. Here, the individual is, is big. Here in Asia, the individual is, is minor. Next. In terms of communication, the Westerners communicate straightforward. Easterners do that when they're communicating. Now, Harvard Business Review did a study on how North, uh, not North Koreans, South Koreans, maybe North Koreans, Koreans, how they negotiate business. The American way of, and every culture has their nuance. Uh, the Americans basically say, hey, these are my cards. What are your cards? And let's find a way that we all win in this scenario. That's an American form of negotiation. Canadians, very similar, but they say sorry and sorry, sorry, and they're a little bit more polite, and they kind of like negotiate. Right there. Koreans are, they go into the negotiating table, they communicate exactly what the other, wants, other side wants to hear, but they think they're communicating something else, and they come out with two different conclusions, but they said absolutely nothing in the process. Okay? This is making sense. Now, there's, there are ramifications. Now, some of you are like, that is so whatever. If you are second gen or third generation, you have learned this form of communication. And if you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor or a businessman, guess which form of communication you're going to adopt subconsciously. Which makes sense. Now, this is going to get a little bit more real. And some of you are like, no, not me. I'm a straightforward. No, you're not. Let me keep on going. Okay, in a party in the Western world, this guy in the corner is friends with that guy and that guy, but not friends with anyone else. That person is friends with them on the, the square, but in Asia, everybody is friends with everybody. <laughs> yes? Next one. Okay? The boss in the Western world is just a slightly ahead. In Asia, the boss is God. Next. <laughs> if there is a problem in the Western world, you go right through it. You want to solve it as fast as possible. In the East, you want to tiptoe around it, and there is a natural, passive-aggressive form of communication when it comes to solving problems. Okay, next. Parties. When Westerners party, they just go into little groups. When Koreans go into party, it's a whole big group games. Right? No one is, is out of, everyone needs to play together. Okay, next one. 
Old people, elderly seniors, in their elder years, they raised dogs or lived by themselves. In the Eastern world, they raised their grandchildren. Next. In the West, weather is very psychologically important. When they see sunshine, they're happy. When they see rain, they're sad. In Asia, they don't care. Next. In the West, when you're sad, you look sad. In Asia, when you're, when you're sad, you look happy. Next. When you're thinking of an apple, Westerners say an apple. In the East, if you're thinking of a pear, you still say an apple because that's what you think the other side expects you to say that. Okay, do you understand that? It's a communal culture. Next. Okay, in a restaurant, Westerners are very quiet. Asians are very loud. Next. <laughs> Westerners have cold. This is a general, you understand, this is very generalized, but for artistic sake, it makes it it's kind of funny. Uh, breakfast and dinner is cold. Lunch is hot. Uh, East is all three meals are hot. Next. Okay, these you see the shapes, whatever that's supposed to mean. Next. Okay, in West, we see trees on a, on a tree, uh, birds on a tree. In the, in the East, we eat the birds on sticks. Next. Okay, in the West, when we see sunshine, we want to get a tan. In the East, when we see sunshine, we put ourselves underneath an umbrella because we don't want to look darker. Next. Okay, sorry for the adult version here. Uh, in the West, uh, having a darker tan is considered aesthetic. In the, in the East, looking like a ghost is aesthetic. Next. In the West, we watch TV. In the East, we do norebang. Next. We watch, uh, we see things with our eyes when we're in tourism. Asians take pictures with everything. In the West, we used to drive cars. Now we try to drive bicycles to be environmentally min uh, minded. In the East, it's the other way around. Um, on the West, time is very specific. 12 o'clock means 12 o'clock. In the East, you know, 열두시, 열두시 means, you know, 5분 전, 15분, 1시간 있다가 좀 언제나 만나자. Okay? Um, so that's what happened. So do you see, and this is for, this is funny, yeah? It's, it's, not, it's not real. But there are some stereotypes that are generically can be attributed to some form of reality. Yes or no? Okay. So here's what happens. Korean Americans, and let's just, let's just broaden that out to Asian Americans, and that even includes, I went to India, Indians, Indian, any Indian friends here? Okay. Indians are very Korean, okay. very Asian in their way. And then you know Africans in continental Africa, very respectful of parents, very, very similar to uh, Korean Asian culture, very interesting. Okay. So here you see, the, you see the two sides here, and a lot of us have these identity crises that come to the surface during our collegiate years. During when, everyone? And they come to impact during graduate years and marriage, and if you have kids, definitely how you raise your kids. In the East, everything is situational-centered. Okay. We're going to look at that, why that's the case. I believe in a collective, a group identity, Achievement of goals set by others, obligation to a group. The group is number one. My, my grandmother, uh, who's a million years old, uh, when I went to her and I was like, hey, grandma, I uh, want to introduce you to the girl that I, I would like to marry. Yeah? And she said, I don't need to look at her picture. I don't need to look at, you know, what, what she, what, what, whatever she does. Who's her father? <laughs> yes or no? Abuji가 누구시니? I'm like, well, no, 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 no. Ah, 그 장로님. 유명한 장로님이죠. Ah, 영적스럽고. I'm, I'm talking Korean. Very, very, very spiritual. Very, very well-known, popular. We would be honored to have our two families unite. I'm like, do you want to meet her? Do you want to see her individuality? No. It's all about the group. It's all about the group. There's honor and there's duty and obligation, relational responsibility, duty to others, motivation based on obligation. Do you all feel, this is, this is universally Asian, do you all feel obligated to your parents in some way or another? I mean, Asian obligation. Not your parents raising you for 18 years, but I'm talking about your parents leaving their country and they had a dry cleaning center for, for, for 30 years and they bled every night and their fingers are gone from the toxic chemicals and they sleep only two hours a night and then they, they, they pray for you and then they're just barely alive so that you can make it through high school. And they want you to have a, be happy. But we're filled with guilt. Asians don't have the five love languages. You know, gift giving, time, what are the other ones? Uh, service? Physical? Definitely not physical touch. 
Okay, what else? Words, definitely not words of affirmation. Okay. But it's through sacrifice. 한국의 사랑의 언어는 희생이에요. 희생. Let me put you so much guilt so that you have no choice but to take care of me when I get older. You are my Medicaid. You are my Medicare. You are my retirement. You are my future. I will live with you for the rest of my life. And you have no free will or choice forever for the rest of your life. Now, they will never say that. Yes, you understand? They don't say it, but it's implied. Yes or no? And some of you are, some of you are crying right now because this is so real. Some of you are laughing because you're like, I think this is kind of real. And if you haven't encountered it now, you will encounter it soon. Now, for those of you who are third generation, you're not dealing with this because your parents have gone through the abuse of sacrifice. And I say that with tongue in cheek because I know how much your parents love us. You do understand that. I'm not making fun of their sacrifice. But the third generation doesn't experience this. They just live normal lives, sociologically speaking. There's a hierarchy. Submission to authority. We're going to talk about this a little bit, a little bit, a little bit later. Emphasis on positions and relationships, accepts rules and propriety. I'm going to be very raw with you. I am 36 years old. I'm a pastor. Okay. In the Korean world, in the Asian world, it's all a hierarchy. Yes or no? Yes. Ah, 집사님, 집사님. Oh, 장년. Oh, 목사님. Oh, 목사님. Oh, my. We only have these deacon, uh, elder, and then pastor. Yes or no? Right. And if you're the head pastor, then you can, you can pull rank over your pumoksa, right? Your pumoksa is, is a slave to your church. Right, right Kurt? No, Kurt? Okay, no, we we'll, won't we'll, 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 we'll talk. Pastor's here. We don't want to put a call on you here. So here I am. And here in the Korean world, there is like, does not compute. Because I am 36 years old. I'll talk to someone in Korea. They're like, you are 36 years old. You are a young chungyan, right? You are beneath me, but you're a moksa. So, Moksan-nim? <laughs> and then I'm from the General Conference. So, you are from the Dechong-e. Does not compete. I don't, uh, 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 does not. This is because it's from a cultural perspective. Does it make sense? And so, when they go into, and this is, we, you think you don't have it, but you have it in your programming in C somewhere. Okay. That when you go in, you're like, how old are you? Oh, you're older than me? Nuna, 안녕하세요. 안녕하세요. 동, 동생! 뭘 갖다 줘? 뭘 갖다 줘? 잘로 가. You know, we, we, we hierarchize the world around us. Now, if you think you don't do that, automatically, the fact that your professors on Southern's campus love Asian students. Why? Automatic respect. Automatic. Ah, professor. <laughs> I am your student today. And whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, we don't, we don't go to that extreme, but we do fall into that camp. Yes or no? Okay. We defer. We are very passive. Yieldedness, adherence to social politeness, emphasis on self-effacement. Okay, very, very, very big. So I'll, 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 this is very interesting. I've given this presentation in other places. I've asked for a response, and I always get it, especially from an African-American congregation. I preached in a black church downtown Detroit. I was like, hello, happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath! Preaching, brother! I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we're going to open the Bible. Amen! Amen! Okay, let's open the Bible. In Korean churches, hello! Happy Sabbath! Exactly. Very good, very good, very good, very good. Um, I pastored a Korean church and I made a mistake. I made a mistake. And it was a very bad mistake. And I'm not going to tell you the mistake. It's none of your business. But I made a mistake. <laughs> In an American church, they would say, Pastor, you made a mistake. You need to fix it. Like, da, 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 da. And, okay, oh, I didn't know. Okay, let's, let's, let's work at it. But in the Korean society, it's, mm. <laughs> mm. And they don't look at you. The quieter they are, you know something's wrong. Yes or no? We are parented that way. Yes or no? So it's about how quiet what you say and what you don't say. It's all in this mixture of a culture. And in order to survive, you need nunchi. Yes or no? 
I don't know what a translation for nunchi means, the third eye, or the, the ability to see things, wits, or social intelligence. I don't know what it is. But it is the ability to survive in these kind of environments. In the West, what happens? Individual-centered, you have individual autonomy, achievement of individual goals, trained to be individuals. So what happens is you go to Southern campus and you're like, man, I'm a freshman at Southern. What do I want to study? I'm going to go to, I'm going to be a this major and I'm going to find my fulfillment as a freshman. Da, da, da. No, as an Asian Adventist, no. What do my parents want me to do? I'm not going to study art history. I'm going to start biology, chemistry, organic chemistry, physics, and become a, you know, that, yes or no? Very quiet in this room. Okay. Anyway, there's individualism. Trained to be individuals. There's rights and privileges. When's the last time that you said to your parents, this is my rights? You do that in an Asian circle, you get hit. <laughs> Quality. Dislike for rules and control. Play down superior, inferior. This is very interesting that when I became a pastor of a Korean church, Immediately by title, people say, Ah, Muxanim, Anyazeo. Went to American church? Hey, Justin, what's going on, man? <laughs> hey, you're a pastor? Hey, do you want us to call? Why are you frowning, bro? Do you want a pastor, Justin? Pa- pa- pastor Kim? It's all about individuals. Yes or no? You go to some of these other churches and the youth pastors say, Hey, don't call me pastor, call me, you know, whatever. They do that. Okay. Self-assertion, aggressive, expressive, uh, open, and accessible to The more articulate you are, the more of a powerful leader and an influence you are in American society. Whereas in Asia, if you articulate well, you are going to be uh, exercised out of society. We're going to talk about a little bit later. Next slide. First generation. They work willingly very hard. They go to the uh, most difficult positions. Uh, dry cleaning uh, traditionally has been uh, the Korean occupation. There's also uh, liquor stores in Sunday churches, and the Adventist equivalent of that is dental technicians who make you know, t- uh, uh, that, and it's because of Sabbath keeping. But you see that they willingly go to the positions that are hard, very difficult. Children should know gratitude for those struggles. Children are children until marriage, and then still. Okay, and I'm telling you, I am married, I'm 36 years old, I have two boys, two kids, I am not an adult in my parents' eyes. I will never be an adult. And some of you are saying, well, my parents are like that way and you're not Korean. No, 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 you don't understand. You have no autonomy as an adult. Especially when you go into in-laws. Okay, how many of you watch Korean dramas? The mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship is the backbone of Korean dramas. (laughs) And they always say this, for the sake of the children. I don't know why I use that accent, but I do. Okay, second generation. It's all about self-actualization, independence. They're grappling with, am I American? Am I Korean? What do I do? Am I Western? Whatever. Um, They learn the English language, and many times they they love articulating in English, and they want to get away from Korean. Um, And it's a really cool phenomenon that the third generation is now learning Korean, which I don't know why, but that's a very interesting observation. Children start beginning dating outside their culture. It's like the 11th commandment. Like, you should not date a non-Korean. And then your thinking is inherently American, but your communication style is inherently Korean. So there's a lot of a lot of problems with our generation. Is this a fair, fair thing to say? Yes, I meant? Yes or no? Third generation. They're inherently American, Western, and, and, and a lot of people say, well, what happens, Pastor? Sociologically speaking, by the third generation, they're inherently American. This has happened in the Japanese circles. It happens in Chinese circles. By third generation, your, our, some of the adults here, your grandchildren will not speak Korean. They will not like chapchae and kimchi and, and pindetok. They will not like anything Korean. They will be daemuncha uh, miguk saram. Okay? Daemuncha a American. Okay? That doesn't make any sense. In Western civilization, you may be wondering, why are we this way? In Western civilization, bear with me. This part's a little bit boring, but it's very interesting. Okay? In Western civilization, there's these guys named Plato and Aristotle, and their whole thing, their whole thing was, we need to find truth. We find what? Truth. truth. What, is tr- what is real? And they're very into being accurate what is truth. All of Western civilization... 
All of Europe, all of America is based on this premise. For those of you who are going to get PhDs and doctoral candidates, you will have to learn the basic premise of Plato and Aristotle means the search for truth. In Asia, Asians could care less about truth. Because Asians have another philosopher. Next one. Have another guy. Who's this guy here? Confucius. Okay, he's not the fortune cookie guy. He is a, an ancient philosopher. And his whole thing was not truth. It's harmony. Why? Because China's fighting and Mongolians fighting. and Kore- By the way, Koreans should have been extinct a long time ago. You understand? Like the Japanese should have taken us over, the Chinese should have taken us over, the Russians should have taken us over, the Mongolian, but we still have survived to this day. Amen? So we're very into harmony. So even if it means that I lie to you to preserve the harmony, so be it. Yes or no? Sabbath keeping has been a very difficult thing for Koreans. Why? Because that, that, that will cause disharmony in my family. What do I do? So it's not a matter of truth and falsehood. It's a matter of how can it be harmonious or not. So there is a, a social structure and a hierarchy. So next, next uh, thing. Here, American, Korean Americans have to decide, am I going to pursue truth or am I going to pursue harmony? Guess which many Korean Americans do. Where do, where do Asian Americans choose? Harmony. So they marry the, the Korean, 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 Korean. They go to medical school. They take care of their parents. And they're model citizens. And they suppress any individuality. Then you have the, the small minority that, that goes against the grain. They marry the, the Caucasian beautiful person. And everyone's like, oh, Miguel Sarem, but they're so good looking. You know, they do that. And they don't become a doctor, become an artist somewhere. And, and they go into these non-traditional routes, but a very small percentage. And there's this almost kind of longing, like, man, I wish I could go that, that route, but I can't. I need to harmonize with my family. Next slide. This, I think we, many, many of us know this, but when I learned this and I saw a church, it just blew my mind. These four relationships need to be adhered to for harmony. Yes? Number one, the ruler and the ruled. If anyone's above you, you obey them, whether they are right or wrong, they are always right. Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called Blink. He did a piece on Korean airlines where they, the Korean airlines crashed in Guam. I forgot what the flight number was. And they have the find the black box. You all know the black box? They got the transcripts. And then they looked at the transcripts. Very interesting. The co-pilot, there was the main guy, and he was just, he was, I guess he was just sitting there. And the one co-pilot says, um, we are at 300 feet, which is very low. And uh, he couldn't say, um, we are very low. Oh, we need to get out of it. He couldn't say that because he needed to defer to authorities. We are at 300 feet. He's like, uh, we're going to 250 we are at 200. We're on 50. And you should see his, it's just, he just, he's using passive aggressive communication. And he can't say to his boss, he can't call him out for his stupidity. He can't say anything. And then they crash. Now, every American is thinking when they read this from the F- FTA, or I forget what the, the flight, uh, whatever it is, they said, uh, the FSA, is it FSA? The FAA. They said, why is this? And Korean airlines had many, 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 many crashes. And they analyzed all the communication styles, all hierarchical, all very passive-aggressive, and they could not communicate straight. So what happens is Korean airlines got an American flight trainer and retrained all of their pilots. And they, they mandated that all communications inside the cockpit had to be in English. Because even within our language, in the Korean language, you know there are five verb tenses? depending on which level you're at. 먹어. 먹었습니다. I don't know what they are, but 먹어하고싶나이다. Uh, I mean, there's all these different weird, and I don't understand. And so you got to think, okay, he's older than me. And, 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 and. No, in English, there's only one verb tense. We're going to die. <laughs> Pull up, and then you, you die. Okay. Second one, husband, wife. 
Some of you are from very traditional Korean families, and you know that your dad always pulls rank on your mom. This has ramifications on your marriage. That after you have seen years of, of, of dad doing this to mom, guess what happens? Regardless of the gender that you are, you play that same exact role in your marriage. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So these Korean boys, and they call this the Korean mama's boy syndrome. Okay? Uh, 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 Korean dad, Korean mom, Asian, and, and the Chinese, Japanese, same exact cultures in, in, in terms of this. They, they fight all the time. So what happens is mom, she's thinking, you know, she's crying, okay? So she has a boy. She says, then I am going to raise the perfect boy. A boy who is not like my nampyeon. And I'm going to give him everything that he wants. I'm going to make, he's going to be the most polite boy. Da, 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 da. He grows up. Guess what he becomes? Exactly like his dad. And he looks for someone like his mom. Replay the system all over again. Now, the funny thing is this. You see this in abusive, I'm not saying Korean families are abusive, but you see it in abusive households where mom hits dad or dad, same thing is replayed in the kids. And the more you try to fight against it, guess what happens? It becomes fulfilled. Very interesting. Father and son, it is um, not a surprise that many Asian sons have issues with their dads. There's no communication level. Cannot know how to communicate. Sons often have very good relationships with their moms. And then daughters usually have good relationship with everybody because they're like, Appaya! and then everything's fine. Okay? But sons and fathers, there's always a barrier there. They just can't communicate. So in L.A., a Presbyterian church did this. They had a father-son communication seminar, interdenominational. And they asked all the dads to write out stuff. Right? And this is very, very, very Korean. I don't know why, but when it comes to these things, there's a lot of emotion, right? And then they put a camera, and every time they're like, they never say this face-to-face, but when they're in front of a camera, they just, just confess all their sins coming out. <laughs> and all this stuff is coming out. Okay? And then they had these relationship seminars where they says, Fathers, please stand. Please walk over to your sons. And these sons are like, what's going on here? <laughs> now please hug them. And it was weird. They just didn't know how. And you know, Korean hugs, it's not like this warm hug. It's like, tuk, tuk, tuk. Tuk, 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 tuk. yes or no? They had to train fathers on how to be affectionate. And then the sons are like, <laughs> but guess what's very interesting? Every single one of those sons after training, getting used to it, they all appreciated affection from their dads. Very funny. One, one young, uh, young man, he went to, like, he's like, I'm going to hug my dad. And his dad actually is like, ah, and he pushed him away. And he pushed away many times. That later he committed suicide because he couldn't overcome this barrier in communicating with his dad. Very interesting that we get this with the first generation. This relationship is reproduced between the second generation and the the third generation as well. Lastly, older and younger, and you guys know this. You know, when you, uh, if you have Korean friends, like, hey, how old are you? Oh, I was born in uh, 92. Oh, I'm 90. (laughs) I'm older than you. You got to get all the food, and then uh, you pay for everything and, and whatever. Okay, next slide. Confucianism, order in the family brings order to society. Filial piety. Parental authority and honor, social hierarchy, there's male dominance, duty, and obligation. Okay, that is basically Confucianism. Okay? And you, you, you have to see it if you're an Asian of some flavor. Um, in the Korean-American context, this is what happens in Korean America. You honor the family amongst the community. Okay? So it's not about getting into medical school. That's not what brings honor. It's about getting into medical school, and then your mom and dad can gloat about it in church. Does it make sense? Every Korean needs their group. And in their group, they're like, Then they feel like, ah, young, you know, they got it. 
They got to get the best education in America. Now, I'm, I know I'm dogging some of these things, but this is the reason why Asian Americans have become the model minority, varies and successful in all that they do many times. But there's, there's these values instilled in us. There's a higher proportion, proportion of doctors, engineers, business, lawyers. There's not that many farmers in, in Asian Americans. Yes? Why? We left that society. Why would I come to America so that my son could be a farmer? That doesn't make sense. Uh, artists, writers, te- uh, actors, and then now teachers. Very interesting thing is that teachers in Korea are very, very well respected. And they receive a lot of money. Crazy thing. My brother-in-law is a teacher. Universities come to him and they give him concert tickets, sporting events, saying, we want your best students. They're scouting. Now, do we do this in America? No. We do this for our uh, sporting agents, right? But here don't you find the, the smartest kids. So my brother-in-law is like, well, I got this student here. I mean, he's a straight-A student. And he'll introduce them to Corio or Yonsei or whatever, whatever. Okay? But in America, teachers don't make money. If you don't make money, not much a lot of, 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 of prestige there. Lastly, taking care of elders. And last, last thing is here is stay in the community. And this is where I have a problem. Okay? Asian, American, Asian parents don't want to, for you to stay in church. They just want you to stay in the community. And I have huge problems with that. Don't, Yezunim, Bible, something. Don't, you can believe in it, you can get into it, but don't get into it too much. Just stay within the community. Just marry her that you've been going to church for 50 years with. Just stay together. Okay, next slide. And sometimes we put Bible verses, yeah? Leviticus 19, Deuteronomy 5, Proverbs 6, Ephesians 6. We put Bible verses to the Korean culture, and we make the Korean culture seem biblical. Serve others before self. Emphasis on family, peace, harmony, and love. Now, very weird thing is this. In North Korea, you have the same exact society. Very much into family, very much into belonging, but are they a Christian society? They are not. So what makes them different from the Collegedale Adventist Korean community? Next slide. I would say Matthew 10, Matthew 19, Mark 10, Luke 14. Someone look up these verses. Okay? So look, these, look these up right now. Someone look up Matthew 10, Matthew 19, Mark 10, Luke 14. Or so write them down or whatnot. What, what not, okay? The Bible says, if any man uh, uh, fi- uh, hates his mother or father. Yes? You, are you familiar with these verses? Okay, someone, someone read Matthew 10 for us. 35, 37. Nice and clear. Take initiative. Okay. When's the last time you heard a Korean sermon on that? We don't hear those in Korean sermons. Next one. Uh, Matthew 19, 29. Really, really quick. Popcorn style. Bongtiki style. Really fast. Come on. This is a very anti-Korean verse. Jesus speaking. Next. Mark 10, 7. Yes. Man should leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. In the Korean culture, you, you, and they, they come all with you until they die. Okay, Luke 14. Luke 14, 26 and 27. Really quick. Really quick. Yes. Okay, does not hate his mother. Now, by the way, do not use these verses against your parents. Okay, don't go home and say, Oh, my papa, like I went to this sermon last night, and Pastor Gabe said, I have to hate you, so I hate you. That's not what Jesus is saying. Amen? I need a clear amen from every one of you. Amen? amen. What Jesus is saying, when he uses the word hate, the same root word of hate is mean to put second to. Does that make sense? So mom and dad are second to who? Who is first? God. Spiritual family before genetic family. This is the whole point of Ephesians 2. And uh, we're going we're to talk about women and last time. So the whole point is Jesus is not Korean. This is a meme. Next, next slide. Um, we have pressure unlike any other culture out there. Okay, we have memes out there that says we are not Bijan or Cisian, but we are Asian. <laughs> so you must get straight A's. Yes? 
Number one, we get, we get pressure from our parents regarding education. Yes or no? Yes. Classic story. I got an A minus one time. And my dad said, I got A, 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 A minus. He got the report card and he's like, mmm. Now, if there's any other culture to be like, good job, buddy. You got a straight A's and A minus. But he's like, mmm, what is minus? And he went on and I got hit. And then number two, children. You cannot make your own decisions. Okay? Adults, uh, your parents will be involved in your decision-making for the rest of your life. Number three, marriage selection process. They are not into, you know, you find your own love of your life. No, they are part of the selection-making process because it affects their glory, their, their, their honor of, of that community. And lastly, they say stay in church and they stay in community. Next one. From the culture, we also receive pressure. We are the minor, uh, model minority, yes or no? Time Magazine did a whole special on this, that Asians are subservient, are quiet, are really clean. We're all nice all the time. We have free ramen always in our dorm rooms. We're smart. We're obedient. We have internal pressure. There are many Korean uh, subsections of Adventism that are perfectionistic, that are uber-conservative. And they say, not only do you have to be smart and get into Harvard, but you need to be perfect in this generation for Jesus to come. And if you can't, you are the reason why Jesus is not here. Therefore, you must give up all your chocolate and all your coffee and only drink water for the rest of your life. Okay? Now, there's a lot of weird abuses that happen in the Korean culture. They also have a different understanding of love where sacrifice is a language. So that you are burdened supernaturally burdened with the sacrifice. So that what happens? He's like, my mom and dad sacrificed so much for me. And then you come to church. And be like, well, Jesus sacrificed for you too. But not like my mom and dad. My mom and dad sacrificed more than Jesus did. <laughs> like, we don't understand the sacrifice of Jesus because we filter it through our parents. And because we're so burdened with guilt from our parents, we don't want to go to church. We get guilt from church, our home all day. Why do I know to go to church to get more guilt? Makes sense, yes or no? Okay. This is the reason why there's a lot of Korean churches, non-denominational Sunday churches, instead of going to guilt now, they're preaching on shame. It's a huge new wave of having on shame and, and, uh, and glory and on, on honor. And then lastly, there's unspoken responsibilities. Many of your parents are expecting you to take care of them, but they dare not articulate it. They don't want to say it. So there's a lot of stuff, stuff that's it's there, but it's not said. And so you're like, well, they never said anything, so does that mean it's there or not? And that causes stress as well. Next slide. We are, to other Americans, we are Asian. But to Asians, we are American. We are stuck. We're called a third culture. Yes or no? How many of you have had this experience? Hey, where, where are you from, man? Oh, I'm, I'm from uh, Maryland. No, but where are you really from? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, my parents are from Korea. Oh, north or south? <laughs> How many of you have ever had that? Like, I get that all the time. And I always say, like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Delaware. No, where are you really from? <laughs> oh, I don't know, like, from America, of north or south. And they're like... North, man. Like, they just don't get it. Okay. When we go to Korea, yes or no, when we go to Korea, you are not Korean. Already the way that you dress, already the way that you speak Korean, Anyong, Heseyo, Harabaji, Jaojinea, Sumlida, you know, we can't speak Korean very well. So they're like, I, they say this. So we have no home. We don't have a home. We are into passive-aggressive communication. One of my friends, I mean, this is just a clear example. She said, you know, an aggressive form of like, it's cold in here. Can you go close that door? No. Koreans communicate, ah, it's, it's a bit cold in here. It's cold. Oh, is that window by you open? Oh, it's open. Ah. Yes or no? I've heard stories. For those of you who have roommates, dorm mates, Korean Americans are very passive aggressive. That when Koreans are known to be very fastidious, very clean, and if something's dirty, you, we give them the silent treatment. Yes or no? I'm not going to talk to you. You didn't do the dishes, so I'm not going to say anything. And by my silence, you will feel my wrath. Yes or no? 
We do this in our marriages, too. We're unemotional, unresponsive. We're into dignity, decorum, getting the silent treatment that I mentioned. We are age-deferent, respective of elders and higher levels, individualistic, expressive, yet toned down. Now, I'm, just, I'm making a, a thesis in my next slide here. Um, go, let me read the rest of this stuff here. We have well thought out and worked through implications and social results. Now, I want to very, say this very, very clearly. Every culture has been given by God a certain gift. One culture is not superior to the other. But many Asian Americans feel in this minority status that they have to give up their Asianness to become an American. But what I want to say is this. God has given Asians a particular gift. And I want to say that the more Korean you are, you've been given the gift of nunchi. Koreans can predict problems from happening years in advance. Like Koreans, when we come into a group, we're like, okay, you're friends. We do the right analysis. I'm like, oh, he did not say hi to her. Oh. In four years, these two families will be fighting. Four years, they're fighting. Now, you may be thinking I'm exaggerating. The last time I presented this, one guy became an elder of his church, and he predicted things from happening. And all the Westerners in his church were like, dude, you're like a really good leader. Like, you predicted that stuff from happening? And he's like, duh. And a Korean, a Korean culture, we're so sensitive to that, we can see that right away. Okay? So what happens is our stuff is well thought out. We talk to the professor. We already know what we're going to say, how the response is going to be. If they say this way, we have like condition A and B, and at some point I and I, I we, have, we have it all planned out. You're laughing really hard, which means you've done that. Um, we're into saving face. Okay, now next slide. This is what I want to get at. We call this the bamboo ceiling. If you don't get anything out of this, this is what I have a, a, a passion for. Asian Americans must score 140 points higher on the SAT because, there is, because we have a higher average of, 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 of test uh, results. Disproportionately, we have more physicians, dentists, lawyers compared to the pop general population. We are 5% of the American population, but only 0.3% of the corporate world. 33% of Silicon Valley is Asian, but only 6% of us are board members. Higher than average number of doctoral degrees, but we are only 2%, 2% of college presidents. And the NIH has 21.5% of Asian scientists, but only 47 are directors. Why is this the case? Meaning, we get into the best schools, we're smart, we, get, we graduate with honors, but we have horrible leadership skills. We just obey. Nip, nip. Now, we don't say nip, we say yes, sir, yes, sir. And we think the harder that we work, because our parents worked hard, that if I work just as hard, that someday my boss will see me and I will, I will be given a promotion. You know what? That doesn't happen in the Western world. The harder you work on a particular task, they give you more of it. Do you understand? Next slide. Success in the cultural West is dependent on personal initiative, risk-taking, aggressive networking, self-advertising, assertive habits, outside-of-the-box creativity, and the frequent breaking of rules. Thinking how something can be done in a different way, from a different angle, or out of a new paradigm is considered to be leadership material. This ideal is manifested in the quintessential quarterback, cowboy, or conquistador. How many of you, when you are in high school, you were part of the nerdy group? Yeah? You were, you were the best at uh, what, oh, you, you, you know, the academic team, and math team, and whatever, whatever that you did. And then you're always like, man, there's always that, you know... Brad, or you know, you know the, the 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 cowboy and the 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 quarterback. Man, I wish I could be like him. He's so popular and he knows everybody. Okay, we have a hard time getting to that circle. The cultural East. You guys still with me tonight? The cultural East values hard, consistent, persistent work. The perception of peace, harmony, loyalty, and corporate contentment are pivotal. Keeping your head down. The Chinese have a proverb, the loudest duck gets shot, while Koreans and Japanese both say the nail, the nail that sticks out gets what? True or false? So if you're a little bit too of leadership mentality, everybody, you must be average. It's true. You see this in Korean culture all the time. And what I want to say this is my burden is this. 
We are looking in this generation for some people to take the gospel to the ends of the world. Do you understand? In our Korean-American immigrant worldview, that doesn't exist. Get into school, make money, get married, have kids, and die. By the way, that's not the Korean-American worldview. That's the American worldview. You understand? In Christianity, we need to have a totally new operating system. Take the gospel to the ends of the world. Guess what? One country left. That's the end of the world. What country is that? Where formerly religion has not entered into that country. Who's going to do that? Mongolians? Indians? Pakistani? You know, being, having an American citizenship gets you access into North Korea in ways that no one else can. You know, they actually love Kyopodor. They actually love Koreans born in another country. They want to welcome them and repatriate them back to North Korea. Right now, North Korea is in the news all the time because of our president. An opportunity. Now, I'm not saying get on a plane and go to North Korea right now. I'm not saying that. So don't, I'm not. But I'm asking you, do you have a burden for this? Is it in your mindset that go and go to medical school? Go be a lawyer. Go do the dental thing in the eye. Whatever it is, be an engineer. Do it. But don't do it for your parents. Don't do it because it's your cultural operating system. Do it for the gospel's sake. Learn Korean. Speak it well. Not because you want to find that K-pop looking girl and marry her. Not because you can show off to your in-laws someday. Not so they can preach in Korean and wow all the whatevers. So they can actually use it for the gospel's sake. Do you understand? Your time here at Collegedale, your, your temporary four years of coming to the Collegedale Adventist Church, Korean church, this is all a training ground for the future. For those of you who are young professionals, you are being trained now for something in the future. Your mortgages is not the end game. Your car payment is not the end game. Taxes is not the end game. We have a different mindset altogether. My plea is this. There is no Jew, nor Greek, nor male, nor female. There is no Korean. There is no American. There's only those in Christ Jesus. How many of you today want to say, Lord, I want to use my Koreanness. I want to use my Americanness. And Lord, I don't know what I am. I'm actually kind of all messed up. I'm a jampong. Use my jampongness. How do you translate jampongness? Use my messed up cultural background and use it for you. And you know what? He does. He's done it in the past. He's done it with Paul. He's done it with Moses. He's done it with all these intercultural characters. And he'll do it again. How many want to say, Lord, I want to be part of that group? Raise your hands. Now, are you raising your hands because the group is raising their hands? <laughs> every eye closed, every head bowed. Gracious Father, Lord, we ask, I ask for special mercy upon this group. Lord, it's, it's already a little late at night, and I've shared my heart. Uh, Father, I ask that you use the, the foolishness of what I've talked here tonight to pierce hearts. For those of us who are already well-developed in our lives, well-established, Lord, cause a paradigm shift for even us. But also, Lord, those who are here who are so early in demarcating the future trajectory of their lives for the freshmen, for the high school students. Father, may you bless them in a very special way. 
May we all be found part of that generation, not that which is perfect in, in overcoming habits and these little lists, but really reflecting the character of Jesus in this generation. Father, may, may you have a special blessing on my brothers and sisters here who are not of Asian descent, but may be of another minority or has a burden for missions. It's not about the Koreanness. It's not about the Asianness or the Americanness. We learned that t- from here tonight that culture is nothing compared to Jesus on the cross. So, Father, where we have habits, that wrong habits in our minds, we ask that you take them away and cause us, inspire us, Lord. Open doors. Help us to walk through them in the ways that you would have us to go, we pray. In Jesus' name, let everyone say This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.